Welcome back to Beards and Brews. If you haven't already, hit that little subscribe button. Hit the bell so you know when we have another one brewing. This week's movie, it's going to be National Treasure. Now, they wouldn't let Mr. Nick Cage be Superman, but they let him be Indiana Jones. Uh, Goonies 2, all grown up, was, was okay. Toonies. I didn't uh, really get the Goonies parallel. I do have a whole lot of comparisons with Uncharted. Like, I, I was just like, this is Nathan Drake. He's just running around doing Nathan Drake stuff. Uh, yeah, but he's not, like, climbing around doing athletic stuff. He's just, like, schlubby cage, hastily going upstairs sometimes. Oh, man. You want to talk about schlubby. Whenever he's trying to be all hero at the end and he's dirty, and he just comes walking <laughs> out and strikes a pose, and you're just like, man, do a crunch or something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I, I like how the movie tried to play off, like, oh, he's athletic. He's, he's like, a, a Navy diver. So he does this thing where you can't see him. Is he? I don't actually know what he does. How does he make money? I mean, aside from finding treasures that are, you know, thousands of years old. Um, um, I don't know. I think he was just well-funded by Scene Bean. Clearly based on his uh, repertoire of skills, he too is a master of heists. I guess. Like, I know this movie has to movie, so all of his backstory is literally just something he needs to use later on. I'm fine with that. That's cool. He's just like the history aficionado. He can dive for whatever reason. Um, he's Nick he's Cage. He's also a hacker. Uh, completely understands advanced security systems. How to create <laughs> advanced new substances. Man, I don't even know. Like he's just doing shit. Sometimes it's like, wait a minute. I thought he just liked books. Well, everything he's doing in the movie, he learned from those books. Remember, kids, read. I was shocked whenever the Disney logo came on. I was like, oh shit, this is Disney? Yeah, this is like the, I don't want to call it the heyday, but it was almost like the renaissance of live action movies, because like you had this, which I Pirates do like a lot. Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates, yeah, I was going to yeah. bring that up, and all kinds of good stuff, like Miracle with Kurt Russell. They had like a really good run. Wait, Miracle? Was that the, the hockey movie? Yeah, the 84 uh, US hockey team in the Olympics. Kurt Russell was in that? Oh. Like, I totally got brushed off, but it's a pretty good movie. You also had, like, there were all kinds of Disney sports movies during that era. You had, uh, like... The Mighty uh, Ducks. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Rudy 2, this time he matters. Tootie. <laughs> oh. Remember the Titans, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they were hitting different back in the day. Anyway, so this movie starts out, we get, like, a cute little scene with, uh, I guess who's supposed to be, like, tiny Nicolas Cage. Uh, back in the day, you know, little Nicky. We get the the first indication that he's like a like a history buff or interested in history. He's yeah. scurrying around in his, I guess, his grandfather's attic. And I want to give a quick uh, R.I.P. to Mr. Sir Christopher Plummer, who unfortunately passed away earlier this week. Yeah, like yeah. you said, a cute little throwback, and I'm gonna go ahead and scratch that because fuck is that little kid they got to play baby Nick Cage ugly. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm well, sorry, I mean, I dude. Grew up in the Nick Cage for sure. <laughs> His uh, grandpa is Christopher Plummer, a mustachio Christopher Plummer, and uh, he like throws out all the spiel, the whole history of how like his family got caught up in this whole treasure nonsense and in true like early 2000s almost like csi editing i don't know it was pretty cool they flashed through a bunch of history shit and you find out like the templars treasure had been 
hidden by like the master Certain, masons. Yep, it was gathered by you know Europeans, the Knights Templar in France, and then moved to England, and then it moved to the U.S. during the Revolutionary War. They had to hide it from the British because, of course, they didn't want to want it falling back in the hands of the British. Uh, so I guess that's what the whole uh, it's the Gates family. That's what his grandfather is and his father, the Gates family. Um, uh, that's what they've been trying to track down over the last couple of generations. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier you said this was like Goonies 2. Now, the rest of the movie is kind of like a departure, but like this prologue or whatever is like the most Spielbergy thing I've seen that isn't Spielberg in forever. I can see it, that. It felt like the start of like never ending story or something. But the whole time they were doing it, I was just like, man, they did this better on Ancient Aliens. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Imagine if his grandpa was that fucking dude with the messy hair. Giorgio? I'd appreciate yeah. it. Like, just yeah. because I'm a fucking gym student doesn't mean it wasn't fucking aliens. <laughs> but yeah, the, you know, grandfather talks to him a little bit about, you know, the unfinished pyramid being a symbol of the Masons, the all-seeing eye. These are uh, symbols and clues to get you on the right direction. I don't remember what it is, but the line, the secret lies with Charlotte, comes from somewhere. Along the lines, you know, this little bit of clue had been going through history and stuff. And the guy who had it last, just before he passes away, he didn't really have any more family to pass it along to. So he passes it to his driver, who happens to be Nick Cage's ancestor. It's like, oh, "Oh, the secret lies with Charlotte. Pass me the Pepto or something. I don't know. He's fucking dying pretty hard. Yes. But anyway, mm-hmm. Daddy John Voigt comes in and is like, I don't care about any of this. It's all just a bunch of hubbub. There is no treasure. You're all fucking stupid. To hell with you. Get on my boat. We're going to go catch a giant snake with the ice cube. Man, the <laughs> point where like, he got regurgitated or like he's about to die and he gives a wink. Fuck that, man. What? He was what? describing the scene where John Voigt gets swallowed, regurgitated. He's sitting there covered in what you can only assume are stomach acids and he looks directly at the camera and winks and falls dead did i miss that i don't have that in my notes <laughs> that's from anaconda no <laughs> oh but anyways <laughs> we flash forward and they're they're like hey guess what technology blah 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 look the ship's right here how do i know movie yeah they're yeah, up above the a- arctic <laughs> circle driving around in like uh snowmobile machines these giant snowmobile machines with sean bean spoilers he does not die but he is the reason why they're there. Um, everybody thinks the Gates family's crazy. Rightly so, to be honest. And uh, for some reason, uh, Nick Cage coaxed him into giving him all his money so they can go find the answer to this clue. Yeah, this is a team of four going up to like the North Pole to try and find this this ship that's supposed to be somewhere. It's We got Nick Cage, Sean Bean. Uh, we got some Scottish guy who's a friend of Sean Bean's and guy named Riley, who is a friend of Nick's. Uh, and all of these, all of these guys end up being like actual characters in the movie. Um, I sure hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, like they're not just like throwaway dudes. Like at the beginning, you're thinking, oh, two of these guys are throwaways. But no, like Riley is like his uh, ends up being Nick Cage's like right hand man. And he's in, he's like the the second main character almost. He's the comic relief. That's sure. all he is. But he's not even I mean, funny as the comic relief. He's like the sarcastic guy, but he's not dry enough to where it's like hilarious. He's yeah. just like matter of fact. Yeah, he's he he's trying to be the uh, the I guess Middle Eastern fella from True Lies. You know, it's dry but funny, but he's just not funny. Oh, oh uh, I mean, the guy who was like turned into instant badass at the end for no reason. Yes, 
he does an okay job. Like, I didn't hate him, but, like, yeah. he wasn't, like, over the top or anything. He's just there to kind of, like, deflate the situation if it gets a little too tense. Because, like, you got to understand, like, this is a kid's movie. Straight out of the gate. Straight out of the gates. So, ah. I'm I'm fine with it. I was going to save my best comparison for a little bit later, but I will say this is basically the Da Vinci Code, except a little bit more toward the kids end of things, a little bit more family friendly. Not that the Da Vinci Code is super unfamily friendly, but this is definitely like, you know, sit down with the the whole family and watch it. Hot take, I would put this over the Da Vinci Code. I like this movie better. Okay. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, Eric. I like Tom Hanks. I fucking like Tom Hanks, but the Da Vinci Code knocked me the fuck out i was done like 20 minutes in i was like all right i'm over it yeah it, it turns into like basically like a wiki article like if you can read the wiki article about the book the da vinci code that's what the movie is uh personally i think i like the da vinci code a little bit more than this but i like them both pretty well now they're inside their little ship and i'm this is like one of my least favorite movie tropes sean bean once they get inside and nicholas cage again finds the next clue for the puzzle which is a uh really cool looking naval pipe carved out of ivory mm-hmm. he's like my hat suddenly i'm a bad guy because the treasure's not here it's like god damn it can we just be a fucking teammate well not yeah. when your teammate is sean bean that's probably my biggest gripe in this movie is that Given Nick Cage's character and how much he knows about American history, he is such a fucking asset to Sean Bean. (laughs) And the first fucking clue they get to, he just like, jump ship, fuck you, I'm out of here doing my own thing. I'm like, dude, you could have just kept your trap shut for fucking four seconds. Like, imagine if like, well, we see later on that Nick Cage got to the Declaration of Independence first without any kind of hassle whatsoever. So all mm-hmm. he had to do was like schmooze him a little bit and he would have gotten to stage two easy. Yeah. And then he could have just got to stage three and four and they could have been fucking super rich. But instead yeah, he's like, just, oh. he could have just like killed him later. Fuck it. Whatever. Or not even killed him. Like, like why can't people just be fucking teammates anymore? Like they always got to be like, why can't it be like Sahara with Matthew McConaughey where the guys just. <laughs> Team up, and they're a fucking team. Nah, there's always got to be an imposter. Yeah, thinking about it, like, if I was the if I was Sean being there, like, I wouldn't do that, but I can see why he would. I mean, if you thought, if you walked into this thinking, that's where the treasure was, and now it's not treasure, it's just a fucking clue, another clue to the next thing. You don't know how many more steps there is. Like, the next thing could be the treasure. Yeah, but, but he needs him for every fucking step. No, I'm right there with you, but, like, I get it. Like, that's literally my biggest gripe with this whole movie was just the immediate heel turn mm-hmm. and the fact that they continuously work together throughout this. I was just so confused because they're almost buddy buddy several more times throughout the film. Yeah, there's like even that moment later on, like they're checking out the map. He's like, oh, oh you got to look for yourself. Look, it's so fucking cool, right? Even though mm-hmm. this guy kidnapped, spoilers, kidnapped his fucking father, uh, has a gun to his girlfriend's head. And like, if he doesn't play along, he's basically just going to fucking bulldoze everybody here. Yeah. And he's like, bro, check this out. It's fucking badass. He's like, dude, it is badass. And I thought he was going to like smack him in the head and make a getaway. But he's not like, dude, let's go get this treasure. He's like, let's go, bro. <laughs> like, what no. the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a, that is cool, dude. And high five. I think Yeah. Excellent. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick and Sean's excellent treasure. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, so this the ship ends up being filled with gunpowder and other stuff. And, you know, uh, Nick Cage lights a flare. There's a big explosion. Uh, they just barely get out alive while the, the bad guys take off with the, the vehicles. And, you know, 
it's just kind of this watershed moment. We got to go back empty-handed. It, yeah. It's the catalyst for the whole movie. Like, uh, they find the next clue, it's that pipe. And the pipe basically says, like, hey, there's a map on the Declaration of Independence. You got to go steal it. And Sean Bean's like, fuck yeah, man, let's go get it. And Nick Cage is just like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> Sean Bean is like, well, we could borrow it. Nick Cage is like, I would never steal the Declaration of Independence. Sean Bean's like, well, I'm going to do it. Not if I steal it first. Yeehaw. You know. Yeah. Nick Cage. So that's now, what we're doing here. We're stealing whenever, the Declaration of Independence. Whenever he threw him the flare, though, to be like, ah, I'm going to blow you up, and Sean Bean catches it, why did Sean Bean's arm just combust? <laughs> uh, he was pilfering through the uh, gunpowder barrels earlier. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I must have missed that. I must have been taking a note because I was just like, why would he just explode into flame? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? He's just that fucking evil. Whatever. 006 at your service. Yeah. <sighs> now, they go to warn DC, the Department of Defense, and then they try, uh, I guess, what's, what's the place they go to second? Uh, uh, they go to the feds and the Department of Justice. Yeah, they ah, talk to the Department. FBI and they end up at the National Archives. Now, this part has, like, this Kirsten Dunst slash wannabe Helen Hunt-looking chick. And oh, no. they keep doing this throughout the movie. They're like, shut up, you're a woman. And then, like, whenever they go in, they're like, we're ready to talk to the doctor. And it's like, the doctor will see you now. And they're like, oh, zoinks, a woman? To be fair, uh, like, it was only Riley just going like, whoa, it's a cute guy. <laughs> it's a cute guy. That dude's got tits. But the... <laughs> The woman in charge of, of the, the National Archives, whatever she is, not really sure exactly what, but Abigail Chase, played by Diane Kruger, or, as we would know her recently, Bridget Von Hammersmark. Oh, shit, that was her? Fuck. Bringing yeah. that back around. Hell yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't checked it out yet, go uh, go watch that Inglorious Bastards cast. I mean, after you finish this one, but, I mean... Go. No, 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 it's okay. We'll wait. But then he's like, someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. She goes, no, uh, he goes, but there's a map on the back. And she's like, no, uh, well, how can you prove it? I can't. It's invisible. She goes, oh, well, did Bigfoot take your little mappy map? And he's like, all right. Like, I know it was like she was just trying to like kind of square up intellectually with him and stuff and just trying to like, come on, you're you're fucking ridiculous. But like that line just got under my skin for whatever reason. Like, how do you not like even take him a little seriously? Like, fuck the map, fuck whatever. But like this guy went through all this trouble just to tell you, hey, you know, this place is in danger. Fuck, he went to the feds post 9-11 and they're just like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's because he looks like a fucking rip-off Ray Liotta in this section of the film. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, to be fair, if I worked at the National Archives and somebody came in and was like, hey, someone's going to steal the Declaration of Independence, I'd be like, sure, sure. It, it's a, it's a, we got this. We got this. Uh, I mean, because, you know, th she's right. I mean, it's behind an inch of bulletproof glass if there's any sign of trouble, it goes down into like a four inch thick steel vault. You know, it's like the safest thing in the world, pretty much until it is. I also, I also like how fast this escalates. He's like, well, someone's going to steal it and that someone may as well be me. And then we get to take a fucking trip around DC and see the sights like they did in fucking Team America. 
<laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Like you can definitely tell they had like some kind of deal with all these historical sites. Like, listen, yeah, you can film here, but like, make it fucking good looking. You know, we need to boost that tourism. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Philadelphia did the same thing with their when they were there showing Independence Hall and the Liberty Bell, all of that stuff. Philadelphia does not look that nice. <laughs> it's true. Oh, it's true. Just it's beautiful. Ah, this sure. this movie is a fucking Gosh. lie. No, it, it's just like a tourism board ad. That's all it is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then he's like immediately, look, guy, we can't get it. Here's why we can't get it. He goes, oh, but we can get it. And here's why we can get it. Instant plan. Instant success. Like, he just knows. And all I could think was, okay, I get it. You know about history. But why in the fuck do you know about everything else? Like, if I went into the National Archives and you laid out all the schematics for everything and explained it to me, I'd still go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Given the information, like, I know the, you know, National Archives has an insane amount of information. But, like, given how specific of information they had to ask for to look at, doesn't that, like, ring any bells at all? Like, hey, I need the blueprint schematics, electronic work, uh, plumbing, and everything for this particular building. No reason. I'm also going to need Mein Kampf and the Anarchist Cookbook while you're out. <laughs> Wait, you wouldn't believe how easy it is to make a napalm. Jeez. He just slaps the desk. <laughs> but fucking... Also, I'm going to use one of these computers over here. Can you please direct me to QAnon.com? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> now, to me, this is where it started to like get a little weird. Because we've been watching so many really fun heist movies. Like After Italian yeah. Job, African Job, Russian Submarine Commander Job. This <laughs> lacked the pizzazz of the heist movies. And really just felt like a big tourism ad to me. Yeah, it's that, not really yeah. a heist for fun or a heist for greed. It's a heist for America. <laughs> Shouldn't we have followed Sean Bean then? You know, he went in, there were the two approaches. You had Nick Cage with finesse, and then Sean Bean was like, I'm going to kick the door down and take it. Nasty. Look, uh, Nick Cage is for America. Sean Bean for England. Oh, fucking crumpets. Yeah, I like... <laughs> I've been wondering, like, if maybe they might have taken it a little bit more seriously if when they went into the archives would have been like, and the guy who's going to steal it, he's a fucking Brit. Oh, they uh, fucking, like, hit the red button under the desk. It's just fucking red alert. Red fucking button, red alert. It's the red coats. Yeah, the British are coming. The British are coming. Pans to fucking Sean Bean like, oh, what is he fucking doing? A pull up? What the fuck? <laughs> no, he was ejaculating all over the, the one inch fucking bulletproof glass. Oh, he wasn't even there to steal it. He's just there to fucking, well. I mean, if you give it a DNA bomb, then it's officially yours. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, so it turns out, like, thankfully for everyone involved, for the sake of this movie, there is this kind of uh, coincidental convenience going on. There's a gala uh, commemorating, like, the 70th anniversary of the National Archives or something like that. And it just so happens during this gala... The Declaration of Independence is getting taken out of the vault for, like, preservation, cleaning, whatever. Well, that was also a setup by um, good old Riley. Like, they found out, like, the case had, like, these little temp-sensitive little knobs or whatever, and he mm -hmm. waltzes right into the National Archives with, like, an old fucking Sony camera and a laser pointer, and yeah. they just let him zap it. Yeah, he starts doing some, uh, a little Mission Impossible stuff. You know, um, Nick Cage is over there making, like, fake IDs. And doing some other spice, some like Metal Gear Solid stuff, even. It's so 
okay, it's kind of cool how it comes together, but it's so surface. And like, I'm, I kind of don't understand how the security guard didn't recognize like a new guy or someone he hadn't seen before. Of course, he's got the right idea. Yeah, he looks all duded up in his jumpsuit, but that's not Steve. Like, we would know if Frank came into work. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, so this is when Nick Cage also starts uh, putting together his little teenage high school chemistry set, making this like residue <laughs> thing. I don't really know what this is at all but he dips a little george washington pin little button uh in it to send as a gift to his not lady friend yet the hot girl at the the archives all right the love interest the love yeah, interest yeah it's a, like a little fluorescent thing where like, if she touches a little button that you know gets her fingerprint and she can see where she touched and stuff basically this whole movie hinges on the fact that she didn't wash her hands in the whole fucking six hours or eight hours in that day or that that material didn't dry out in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I'm not really sure what this is, but I want some of it. It might just be Nick Cage jizz. Oh, no. He got that from his private zoo. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, yeah, the idea is after she receives the button, you know, it's a gift. Oh, nice. Thanks. Then there's a call for her to come downstairs, and that's when she has to type in her password to get it's into, like, the genius. security, like, the vault. Yeah, so, so genius. Now... Nick Cage sneaks in as a janitor and instantly changes into his 007 tuxedo where he then has a light chat with the love interest about burning entrails. Well, I mean, I feel like that's exactly how he approaches women all the time. <laughs> like as Nick Cage, not the character, Nick Cage himself. Like he's right up yeah. there with Shia LaBeouf and Army Hammer. Oh, no. Look delicious. <laughs> Damn it. We find out that the code is Valley Forge because, yeah. you know, it's American history porn. Okay, all caps, just Valley Forge. Uh, you know, no lowercase letters, no special characters, no numbers. Come on, man. Yeah, this like, is the National Archives. Let's just say she works there. She's a history buff. That's cool. It's your password. It's still going to be the same shit. It's going to be like the same thing she uses to get into her email or her fucking, you know, her Hulu account. It's going to be like Mama's Big Toe 1 or some shit. Oh what the God. fuck kind of passwords do you use? As long oh. as it doesn't match the password on my luggage, it's fine. By the way, it's 12345. <sighs> but we get like a little bit of back and forth with Blonde Bean coming in by breaking things and... Uh, uh, Nicholas Cage's little guy hacking into the cameras and taking control of them while Nicholas Cage sneaks downstairs, Bally forges his way in, heh, and then takes a little drill that he somehow got in, I guess, you know, via the uh, janitor outfit, oh, and then yeah. starts unscrewing this shit. What's he do? He picks up the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> it's such a one inch. Wow. That has it's to be really a... fucking heavy, too, by the way. Oh, without a doubt, but it's such a Nick Cage move. And I think this is one of my favorite bits in the movie because it's such a fuck it moment. Like, I was just totally <laughs> yeah. on board with it. He's like, whatever, let's just fucking do it on the run. And he does. Like, to the point where, like, he uses it as a bulletproof shield. Yeah, he's. It, this is a massive metal frame with a one-inch thick bulletproof glass right in front of it. Like, this thing has to weigh, like, 100 pounds easy. And he's just running around with it like it's cardboard. And then he uses it as bulletproof glass. Like, I don't know. He's supposed to carry Captain out the Declaration of Independence. America. <laughs> All right? Captain America. But he blocks the bullets, and he got in the fucking elevator, and he's, like, still unscrewing it, rolls it up like fucking Snoop would roll a joint, like, just quick as shit. Yep. <laughs> 
And this is where, to me, a really cool scene happens. He's like trying to get the fuck out of there, and he's in the gift shop. And she's like, hey, you trying to steal that? And he turns around with like, oh, fuck, just all over his face. And she's like, that's $35. I got 32 bucks and some change. We do accept Visa. And that actually oh. ends up uh, being like a crucial, like kind of a key point. He pays for the, the replica with a credit card, and now they know exactly who he actually is. Yeah. Like, up until this point, he'd been using a phony name and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could have been in and out. This could have been a completely different movie. There ends up being a little bit of a chase, uh, again, with Sean Bean, with guns. He runs back out to the van, and, you know, the girl chases him because, of course, she does. And, of course, you can't have a heist-esque situation without a car chase. So Riley's in this van, zooming away. You got Nick Cage in the back with the declaration and that one lady, uh, Sean and the Beans, are fucking just chasing after him. I don't think there are Beans in that truck. That looks like a shawarma truck. Oh, it was a food truck, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a little bit of, you know, like, you know nothing's actually going to happen because this is a kid's movie. But there's a little time when the, the lady is, like, hanging off the back of the truck and Nick Cage is like, give me your hand. And, you know, they, they make the rescue, but... Eh, it's a scene. Now, <laughs> this scene lost me because I was ready for some action and like some cool chase. Mm-hmm. But there was no need for a chase because they weren't being chased by anyone. Like Sean Bean could have stopped the car at any time. He had the guns. Well, they were they were chasing the Declaration of Independence. He had it. Well, I mean, or the he lady did. had it. And I guess they just needed her to hand it over and she was hanging off the back of it. Yeah, slow down. You got the gun. <laughs> like, Give me it. Just hit the brakes. Problem solved. But they were like, dude, we got to go 80 into this fucking construction zone. It actually perks up like later on the movie. Like all these dudes have guns and they're on foot and they kind of shoot at these guys. But it's kind of like, it feels like they're all warning shots. They're just like waving the gun in the air, firing here and there. Hey, cut it out. Get on back here. Yeah. So Sean Bean does realize that the one that the, the girl had was a replica and Nick Cage actually had the real Declaration of Independence. Uh, And this is when, you know, the team comes together. The girl is like, all right, we're going to we're going to do this. You're not leaving me behind. This looks like fun. Yeah, but that's after he's like, shut up, shut up. I told you, don't you ever shut your mouth. You're a goddamn woman. Shut up. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I guess like like, you beat her into the ground and she's like, okay, I'll I'll go in your national adventure. It's national treasure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Say the name of the movie, bitch. Say the name. And then, uh, you know, he's like, I told you this was going to happen. Like, I I told you they were going to come try and steal the the Declaration of Independence. And she's like, but you stole it. And he's like, hey, listen, I had to. Aside from that, I've been completely on the up and up with you. Oh, except my name. I'm not actually Paul Brown. I'm actually whatever Gates. Oh, you're part of that family. Oh, you're crazy. But I'm still on board. Yeah, I guess. If you think about it, what she has to go back to, yeah, it's a cushy job, but, like, it seems like a sterile environment. Like, she met this guy, like, a day ago, and she's already had a car chase. People shoot at her. Like, her adrenaline levels have never been higher. Oh, yeah. She's coming. Yeah. With him. <laughs> we get introduced to the FBI agent, Winston Wolf. Oh, you mean Mr. White? I, I uh, prefer Winston Wolf because I was just picturing the whole time, just as the FBI agents are floundering around him, just asking one of them, pretty please, with sugar on top, get me the fucking declaration. What <laughs> movie is that from? Pulp Fiction. Oh, see, I know him as Satan. Oh, from <laughs> Little Nicky. <laughs> yeah, Little Nicky. Yeah, that's what I know him as. Uh, it is kind of like a weird movie because Harvey Keitel was in Bad Lieutenant and Nick Cage was in Bad Lieutenant 
Call of New Orleans. The most ambitious crossover event of all time. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to let that peter out. (laughs) That was good. But now he's like, where are we going to go? I'm going to go see my pops. And he shows up on the door, and the first thing Pops says is, who's this bitch? She pregnant? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a dad thing to say. Did you knock her up, too? And who's this guy? Did not him up to? Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up and get your ass in here. Rub some citric acid on the back of that mat, and then breathe on it sexily. <laughs> yeah, like there is so much forced sexual tension going on starting from here on. Like uh, when they they squirt the lemon juice on it, and then they're like, "I told you it needs heat," and then they just blow together. It's very like they don't need that. Corbin, Corbin, my man, I got no fire, Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's back there blowing on that pizza. That's all he cares about. I don't blame the I mean, man. Fuck it. Like he, he, like he totally thought he was gonna go to jail for eight years. Just fucking yuck it up with Mr. Domino. Come to find out, Pops donated the letter, so we get our next little destination. But Pops is like, I'm an old man and I don't want to go on this trip. Duck, take me to this chair and give me a soda. So whenever Harvey Cotell rooms in here, I can be like, unstrap me, you fuck. Yeah, I <laughs> <Yep>. guess. <laughs> I guess when the FBI inevitably was going to come in, everyone realized, like, hey, we've got my dad involved in this now. He needs to have some plausible deniability. Let's just tie him up. John Voight's, like, fitness movie is fairly small, but I feel like every scene he's in, I just like him a lot. He's just like, yeah, my boy is a fucking screw-up like the rest of the fucking family, and he stole my car. (laughs) That son of a bitch, like, from fucking F is for family. I put you through it. Fuck you all. (laughs) <laughs> you can just hear John Voight yelling that at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the idea is that they needed the code on the back of the Declaration of Independence to m- match up with some letters on the Silence Do Good letters, which were written by Bren Frank- Ben Franklin, and <laughs> they needed the original ones, so they just go to Dad, except they don't need the original ones at all. Just look that shit up on the internet. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Like, this is an important document in an important institution. There has to be some kind of, like, transcription somewhere floating around on the interwebs. Yeah, I bet I could find it, like, right now. Give me four seconds. Well, fuck, uh, Sean and the Beans fucking used Google later on anyways. Yeah. It was 2004, so it was probably Yahoo. Oh, <laughs> Nick Cage is like, so where do I ask Jeeves? <laughs> was, yes, it just cuts to Sir Michael Caine. He's like, what would you like to know, Master Wayne? Oh shit! All right, bogey. <laughs> but oh, no, God. instead, like um, Riley is in the middle of Philadelphia, a wanted person by the FBI in broad daylight, just pays the school kid like four bucks to go run across oncoming traffic to get his message decoded. Yeah, like this is something I just I just don't understand this part at all. And he narrowly misses uh, getting run up on by Sean Bean too, who just decides to give this kid $100 for four letters and he understands what's going on just from those four letters. Because he used Google. That's all he did. He Googled so, comma, Declaration of Independence. And the first thing that came up was Liberty Bell slash uh, Independence Hall. Yeah. Just like that. I'm just now, saying Riley wasted four bucks. <laughs> well, I'm just saying these guys wasted a lot of time because if, if you can just enter two letters and comma Liberty Bell and the next clue comes up on where to go for solving the national treasure, then why in the fuck are they even doing any footwork? Why aren't they just Googling everything? Yeah. Like, it's one of those movies where you definitely have to hold your suspension of disbelief at, you know, kind of above your head. Yeah. 
meanwhile, while Riley's doing all this, uh, you know, some more sexual tension is building at the Urban Outfitters. <laughs> um, <laughs> when uh, Nick and his lady friend, what's her name? Uh, Abigail. You know, they need to change clothes because they're still dressed up from this gala. So oh, they yeah. go in. <laughs> I don't want the feds to fucking notice me on the street. That's what I wore yesterday. I'm going right. to fool them. So they've been wearing these clothes all night. Hmm. I'm just trying to get a timeline going. Okay, so they they it's drove from D.C. to Philadelphia overnight and haven't slept? Or did they sleep in the car? Um, I know Riley took a nap in the back and he mentioned that the car was smelly. Mm. 10 out of 10. They, uh, they decide as they're traveling that there will in fact be no sleep till Brooklyn. <laughs> Worst sing-along ever. <laughs> now, I'm just wondering if uh, the car stank because it smelled like Nicolas Cage's balls while she was giving him a hand job up in the front seat. Cool. Dang, dude. Oh, All about that common sense, if you know what I mean. That's graphic. Oh. His outfit that he like picks out is fucking atrocious. He looks like a teacher. I don't looks- remember it all, to be honest. He's wearing that fucking uh, Chuck Norris denim jacket. <laughs> I wonder if he paired it up with some action pants. You fucking know it. He got slapped him high kicks. But he can't really do the high kick, so he just does like the whole I stand like Elvis and you film me from the back so you don't see my gut. <laughs> just like Elvis. Anyway, so they figure out another clue. Uh, I don't know, something about the clock tower at Independence Hall. And from a $100 bill, he realizes like, that he needs to see a shadow at a certain time. I, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> it's a weird. It's- it's a weird one because, like, you know, everything else had, like, a really hard kind of, like, direction where the clue was going. This one, he legitimately kind of pieces it together at the front desk at Urban Outfitters with a $100 bill. Yeah. Just so happens. And you're just like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, I guess. He does the same thing a little bit later with the glasses. He's like, I don't know what to do with these glasses. And then they're like, click, click, and he goes, oh, I can move the glasses. <laughs> Why does he have a lisp? <laughs> because at this point he's just fucking being ridiculous like he's got his hands behind his back and throwing himself against the car before the FBI can even get him he's a little bitch <laughs> he's like fucking yeah he didn't even try to run he's just like yep <laughs> they got me oh yeah. Jesus so the thing is he's up in the clock tower sees the shadow cast on I guess one specific brick or something runs down there across the roofs this is when I start getting really big uh, uncharted vibes finds the brick that's marked with a the mason symbol and carves it out with his knife meanwhile fucking nobody around in this crowded city notices a guy just like carving out a brick of one of the most important buildings in the country like it's way up high people are just like being people. I'm sure this building has a whole lot of security. Where the well, fuck, fuck are they? <laughs> they were straight up in a tour with uh, like two dozen other people. And like as they're like, as you can see, this room is where they said t- they just fuck off into like this hallway, clearly in view of everybody. Yeah. And then they whip out the Declaration of Independence just with the the rest of the crowd there. Well, just, like, well, right have, outside. Yeah, well, he did have a nut in that room because he was like, oh, this hasn't <laughs> been here since it was signed. <sighs> And she, then Abigail's just like, fuck yes, he's the one. Pretty much, yeah. But now they're running across the roof, and they got the clue, and they got these fucking glasses, and then there's a holdup, and he throws an empty tube because he ain't got the declaration, because someone else has got the declaration, and guess what? They almost get hit by a car. 
The tube rolls in the fucking street. Sean Bean gets it, and she's like, no. He's like, leave him alone. Don't kill him. We've got what we need. Let's go. We got a map. We need this movie to last another half hour. <laughs> Basically. But it's another reason why Sean Bean didn't have to be a dick to begin with. Like, exactly. he's not like, an outright murderer or anything. Like, he didn't kill him on the spot like he could have. Like, every time that Nicolas Cage legitimately foils him, he's like, good show, old chap. You know, like... <laughs> so why not be like, hey, man, look, I was being a right fucking asshole. I apologize. We're about to be the richest people in the fucking world. We're about to make Elon Musk our bitch. Let's just dial it back. I apologize. I'm going to get rid of the goons. Me, you. Let's get this treasure. Yeah, at that yeah. point, I would feel kind of bad for fucking that one dude getting fired. He'd be like, all right, mate. I'm out. Was that Jason Statham? That's all I've got. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, even though Sean Bean is kind of a cock, it would be like a, just a lot better for him if he teamed up with the smart guy, Nick Cage, yeah. instead of teaming up with just like the two guys with guns. Now, if you just take a moment, just kind of think forward a little bit. Say he does get to the treasure first, sans Nicolas Cage. What is he going to do? Like, he has a false name. He's got this whole fucking thing where he he's basically like a black ops whatever. How is he going to, like, actually use this to profit? Like, it, it'll blow up everywhere. Like, where's he going to go? He could at least use Nick Cage's name and, like, family history. Be like, oh, well, they finally found it. Yeah, like, the big heel turn could have came at the end. And it would have been like, oh, shit, he was using him as a front all along. Sure, I'd be okay yeah. with that. Thinking about it, like, Sean Bean might have maybe not known that the treasure was quite as big as it actually is. So maybe he thought that it was just, you know, a bunch of gold that he could haul out of there in one go. It's just like, all yeah. right, I'll, I'll take it home. We don't need to bring the, the, uh, the media into this, museums, the government. This is just gold, and it's just mine. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, fucking Nick Cage is Lord of War. He can embezzle anything. That's all I'm saying. These are true. facts. True, true. Now, but he can't get away from the FBI, or can he? This is when he actually gets nabbed by the FBI. Yeah. He's in jail, and somehow fucking Harvey Cattell is like, let me play with these glasses. Guess what? I think I like you. I got a little Mason crush on you, boy. And he's like, oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. And his phone rings. And Sean Bean's like, I'm in charge now, mate. And you're going to meet me on this boat that's another fucking historical location. Why? Because we got to hit three more to fucking meet our contract. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in Philadelphia and he's like, tomorrow, I want you to meet me on the USS Intrepid in New York City. If you want uh, the Declaration of Independence back, you better be alone. Yeah, but then Harvey Keitel's like, I'm not done with you. It's like a little boombox was stuck in the middle with you and starts dancing around. I, I did like his line, though. He's like, door number one, uh, you go to jail. For door a very long two. time. We team up and then you go to jail, but you feel better about it. Right. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, man. It's definitely like a correctional officer thing to say. He's yeah, like, is there fun. a door where I don't go to jail? Door three comes later where he commits suicide. Yeah, so the next thing we know, we show <laughs> up on the legendary location where Lex Luger body slammed Yokozuna for America. Bitch, thank you. I had that in my goddamn notes. I was like, he flew in on a helicopter. The crowd was semi into it. And then he slammed him and they fucking erupted. USA! USA! But instead but, of doing that, Nick Cage just jumps overboard. I mean, I guess after like 10 minutes of him just kind of like sauntering around the boat. Yeah. <laughs> he was fucking doing that uh, that John Travolta 
meme where she's like, what? <laughs> Confused. Yeah, basically. He, he moved like he was underwater the whole time. Yeah, it was very humid. It was tepid. The night with Thotri. But of course, the uh, the third door, not the back door, is just uh, for him to fucking kill over the boat. Take a drink of the Hudson. Speaking of a drink of the Hudson, I don't have that. But what I do have... <laughs> I've got today uh, another one from our friends at Smog City Brewing Company. This is Snow Donut, a hazy IPA featuring Citra, Idaho 7, and Falconer's Flight Hops. I've never heard of that one, but yeah, they call it Experimental IPA. They're hitting you with that Falcon Punch. Yeah. Smells very fresh, hoppy, very green, not citrusy, not uh, fruity or anything like that. This just smells green, fresh like pine, stuff like that. It's good and crisp, I'll tell you that. This beer was canned three weeks ago, so it is quite fresh and you can taste it. Lots of good, fresh, hoppy notes. Pine, little resin, not a whole lot of uh, those fruit characteristics that you usually get in hazy IPAs. I wouldn't call this New England style. I wouldn't really call this West Coast style. This is like a hybrid. It's really good, though. Wow. It is fresh AF. Is it so good that you would call it a national treasure? I mean, I just might. Let me get a couple more of them in me. Oh. Speaking of Smog City, uh, whenever Nicolas Cage emerges from the river, he's in Jersey. Oh. Oh, he sucks again. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, is everything okay with all my friends? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Your girlfriend won't shut up. Ugh, women talk a lot. Also, <laughs> here's a change of clothes, because that's going to smell like the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're changing right here. You're not getting my fucking Escalade wearing that shit. <laughs> Smart guy. Yeah, meanwhile, Riley and Abigail are tracking their automobile uh, with GPS from, like, some internet cafe. You guys remember internet cafes? Anyway, so I guess the idea is that uh, Riley and Abby made Ian, Sean Bean, believe that he could have the treasure. So they're going to meet up and, you know, you know, swap juices a little bit. Yeah, and we get another big history lesson about some walls and Broadway and Wall Street. And Nicholas Cage can't lie, not because he's bad at bluffing, but because Sean Bean has his papper. Nick Cage trying not to lie in this movie is the same shit you'd see in like L.A. Noir when people are like clearly fucking fucking talking out of their ass. It's like, what do you mean? That, you know, that's the end of the road. That's the old last clue that we have. And his face is just like... <laughs> oh. yep, that's it. Looks at the ground and kicks a rock. <laughs> yeah. I guess I better get going. It's getting late. Well, time to hit the old dusty trail. Fucking Sean Bean just keeps falling for it. He's like, aha! That was it, the final clue. Man. <laughs> yeah, so the next clue leads them to Trinity Church. Is that the name of the church? Correct. Yeah, be sure to visit the website before you visit so you know what's going on. This is when uh, Sean Bean and Nick Cage have their little buddy moment again. Like, you know, they're, they're enemies. Sean Bean wants to kill Nick Cage. But, you know, they're still going to geek out a little bit over this map. Yeah. Like, they whip out the old decoder they got from the Lucky Charms box. And we're like, fuck yeah, man, this is awesome. What's the Drink? map say? Drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that movie would have ended like that, just how, like, Evolution ended on a fucking Head and Shoulders commercial. Oh, shit. But they're like, okay, let's go in the basement. Look, here's this fucking dude's name that we're looking for. 
Now this whole piece of fucking stone may be a clue. Hulk smash! Yeah. yeah. By the way, like, how do they have access to all of these places? They're in this church, first of all, completely empty. Then they go down into, like, the crypt, also completely empty. Like, how, if this was anywhere else that had that kind of security around it, Maybe it's one of those things where people assume, like, that, you know, there's security and there's always going to be people there, and they never actually walk in, so they just walked in, just found out it's just an empty place. I stand by my statement, like, that would be full of homeless people. But yeah, they just bust open the fucking crypt, and they're like, look, there's a tunnel. And they're like, alright, let's go! <laughs> let's go! And Woo! as soon as they get in there, you get this big spiraling stairway, like... Good God, how many feet down is that? Like, fucking 300 feet? Like, who the fuck tunneled yeah. 300 feet straight down? Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, how did they not find it, one? And two, it's so deep. Like, the bald dude, the bald bad guy, fucking Agent 47, he falls to his death. Yeah. And it's so deep that his screams fade into an oblivion. Like, mm -hmm. where does this fucking go, Jersey? My favorite thought is, all right, when they break through the stone thing, it's like somebody's tomb. And they realize it's a tunnel, and they're like, well, who's going in there? And it's just like, obviously, all of us are going in there. We want to see what's in. I thought you were going to say, like, after the dead dude fell out of the coffin, the guy's like, don't step in him. <laughs> don't step in him. <laughs> and then Ugh. as soon as they get into this big uh, rotunda area, there's a, a wooden chandelier. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, okay. I have... so a, are you talking like a Mike Rotunda area, Chandler? Mike Rotunda IRS? Is that his name? Yes, sir. Ah, what? I was just calling him Irwin. <laughs> yeah, we've got this big rotunda with a wooden chandelier in the middle, and they're like, "Here, let's let's light it up so that we can see what's going on in here." This is a wooden. Sh this is one-time use only. Well, this is that one time, I guess. It only took two hundred years. I guess they fucking the whole thing starts collapsing immediately, which it yeah. would, mm -hmm. and they jump on this elevator. And it should have immediately snapped and fell to the fucking chick. She's about to fall. And Nicholas Cage has to make the choice of saving the, the Declaration of Independence or saving her. And he's like, baby girl, do you trust me? And she's like, yeah, I totally trust you, Nicholas Cage. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I dropped your bitch. I grabbed the Nicholas fucking Cage Declaration of yeah. Independence. Yeah, he like hucks her aside and she like basically breaks her arm and he fucking joins the declaration. He's like, oh baby, everything's all right. Like she falls so hard, like flat on her back too. And it's just like, oh no, I'm okay. I know. Okay. I, I want to I take that back. The stunt woman fell straight on her fucking arm and she clearly hurt something. And then like five minutes later, she kind of just like holds the side of her arm. Just like, yeah, that kind of hurt. That was crazy. Dude. So we're talking about some stairs these people can barely, and I'm talking barely step on. This maybe 140-pound woman falls 15 feet onto an unsupported wooden structure. Like, the piece she hits is not, like, next to the wall or anything, and it survives completely. Yeah, I... <laughs> the fact that Nick Cage's hair made it this far in the movie, I can believe anything. <laughs> Facts. Yeah, but this is, like, from here on out, this is full-on Uncharted. Like, he is he is Nathan Drake. That's just what this is. What, what do you mean from here on? They literally get right back on the elevator and then get right back off the elevator. Yeah, there's, like, a little bit of, like, status quo or whatever they want to call it. You know, Sean Bean's like, is this the end of the line? Where's the treasure? 
And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, it's not here. I'm fucking in Boston, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get down there. There's just like an, an empty little room. And it's like, well, I guess there is no treasure. Better head back, Sean. And he's just and, like, wait a minute. You fucking fooling me. And, and this, this is another one of those places where it just blows my mind because he, he's needed him. Literally needed him every step of the way with every single clue. And now he's finally like, nope. Fuck you. I'm going to get the next clue all on my own. I've no, got Google. Yeah, it's like, you're not. You're not going to do it. Who are you tricking? And it's like, this is just a sneaky way to get rid of him. Now, I'm going to take all the puzzle pieces that we so conveniently recollected to solve this room. Yeah, and Sean Bean, like, left everybody down there presumably to die, but he didn't take the, the little pipe carving with him? No, I mean, he, uh, he, he left that to Nick Cage so Nick Cage could lay pipe. Uh. <laughs> uh, and he does lay pipe right in this little convenient uh, carved out area of this door. Yeah, right in front of his dad, too. It's weird. Like, Maybe that's his kink. Kind of lock requires that type of precision. Like, that piece of stone isn't going to know if what you've put in there is exactly the right shape. There's no fucking way. There weren't tumblers. It was just a piece of rock. It's, I guess. Uh, I mean, uncharted. I saw Indiana Jones walk across an invisible bridge. It's kind of whatever. <laughs> Indiana Jones was charming. <laughs> what are you talking about? They tell me that Elvis is not charming. <laughs> this is Nicolas Cage trying to be Elvis, trying to be a historian, trying to be an adventurer. <laughs> He's just fucking fat Elvis with a fedora. Whoa, mama. <laughs> Look at that little mama. Why'd I have to be snakes? <laughs> <laughs> and this is when we finally get like the indication that daddy is like on board because he's been the the reluctant guy like the sort of badger the whole way along and now he's like oh this room is real so treasure must be real or it must have been real at some point uh. Man, i kind of wish he would just fucking just ridden Nicolas cage just like i fucking told you there's nothing here we're gonna die here you're a fuck but they fucking open up the thing and there's all the treasure and it's their time Oh down shit, here. was that skeleton that fell out? Was that one-eyed Willie? Yes, down shit. here it's their Tom. Yeah, he lights a little like uh, thing of 200-year-old gunpowder and the room lights up and there's like a $3 billion worth of hidden treasure. And, and what better sight than the uh, escape route in the back? Yeah, this is such a massive, massive room of treasure. I mean, all kinds of shit from ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, scrolls from the Library of Alexandria, gold all over the place ancient Chinese artifacts. This is all the stuff that Europeans stole back in the day. Hashtag don't ask. And so they're like, okay, cool. Are you crying, dude? And he's like, yeah, I see stairs. Eh. And they they bust out <laughs> zombie style and scare some dude who's looking at a corpse on the floor like, who the fuck would desecrate this poor body? And he's like, hey, little mama, you got a cell phone. Who are you, Johnny Bravo? And he fucking calls up old Winston Wolf who shows up and they have a little heart to heart and he's like you're giving me all your bargaining chips guess what I'm gonna give you a history lesson because I too am a Freemason and you too can be a Freemason kids if you go to this website <laughs> www.womama.com <laughs> check the pics <laughs> well of course like you know uh, somebody has to go to jail so Nick Cage is like hmm let me think about it <laughs> not me no, like, <laughs> I love how it's like, all right, so I'm showing you this treasure. Uh, here's what I want. I want 
the girl to go free. I want uh, credit to go to my family and Riley. Also, I really don't want to go to jail. He's just like, somebody has got to go to jail. And he's like, can it be that guy over there? Well, I guess. He's like pointing to some random homeless dude. And he's like, howdy! He's it's like, the guy whose cell phone he used. Yeah, oh, yeah just a random bloke. <laughs> but he's like, for 1%, we'll blame whoever. Yeah. But that's basically what happens. It's like, well, treasure's involved. I feel like he got a piece of it, like uh, Mr. White. And they take like a short helicopter ride to, back to Philadelphia or whatever, wherever Sean Bean fucking took off to. And there's this fucking moment where the feds show up, uh, the jig is up, and Sean Bean's getting handcuffed, and he looks across the street, and from the shadows, it's Nick Cage. Looking like a fucking shady-ass Steven Seagal, just stepping out. He gives him a <laughs> little nod. Like, yeah, he's just like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> just Looking like whatever his name was in Kick-Ass. Oh. Nick Cage? Yeah. This whole thing wraps up uh, with... You know, everybody getting rich, Nick Cage getting the girl, Riley being sad that he only got one half of 1% of a fucking kajillion dollars. Yeah, and he's like, he's so pissy, and he leaves in his fucking, uh, what was it, three-quarter million dollar Ferrari. Ah, yeah. shucks, I'm such a brat, and that's a joke. Yeah. And then we get sequel bait to the film that I want to see, National Treasure 2, Map to Her Vagina. <laughs> National Giner. <laughs> <laughs> It's the real national treasure. Oh, shit. What nation, though? Because she's, uh, she's German. One nation under God. Indivisible. <laughs> exactly. She gonna divide their cheeks. And poontang for all. Dang. Thank you, President Camacho. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, it's very informative. It's well acted. But rarely was I excited. And I actually fell asleep a little bit. Um... It's not a bad film, but it didn't fill that niche to me for, like, a great treasure hunt movie or a great heist film. Like, it just felt like a big ad for U.S. history sites. Um, Goonies did it better. I think it's a good ride. It's not the best thing. It's a super easy watch. I mean, mm -hmm. if you're, like, into, like, history babble, this is the movie for you. That's what they do. It's just from place to place, showing you where you can go. Make sure you visit their tourism website, .com, .org, .gov. You know, help yourself. I can definitely see this as a movie to get kids excited about history. I'm sure, sure. pretty sure it's what it's for. Yeah, I agree with you. For me, I've gone back and forth and back and forth on this movie. As an avid history enthusiast, there are reasons for me to really like this movie, and there are reasons for me to really hate this movie. And I don't really subscribe to either. Like, this movie's pretty good. It's not great. It's enjoyable, I guess. Uh, but it's like the Da Vinci Code light. If you throw in a little bit of elements of like Indiana Jones and Uncharted and Tomb Raider and all of those things. Except it's not really as good as any of those things. It's still okay, though. Well, there you have it. That's uh, National Treasure. If you have any strong feelings about the movie or the show, leave it in the comment section below. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Tap that little bell icon down there so you know next time we've got another one of these brewing. Make sure you follow us on all of our different social medias. we got that Facebook, a Twitter, a Reddit, and an Instagram. We've got an awesome administrator constantly pumping out new content for you guys. And if you don't, uh, we'll make you spend two hours and ten minutes giving you a history lesson.